Gonna get up there that way. Right, here we go. Greetings in the name of the mouse dive. Yeah, that's uh. The 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 eh, Trish dog has gone uh, insane because I'm on a podcast. It's a new another new trend. Another dog named Benz Benzi Benzo Benson has gone crazy because there's a podcast, and so he is trying to jump on this wire, which would disconnect the whole thing. And I don't understand how it got to be that way. No. no. Okay. Uh, another uh, coffee and see if I can. Well, there's no doubt that the consciousness of the world is in the worst state of all time forever and never will be again. The human being not capable of going where the world took it is where the world took it, which is below life. So now I look out of my window and what do I see? 
I see seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve billion people dead. And why is that? Because they do what they're told. And they do not think. And they do what they're told and they do not think and they don't want to be awake uh, or any of that. It's a They don't live in my universe. I don't live in their universe. I know who my people are. And they know who their people are. I know what kind of gas price I want. All right, let's face it, the economy, something where people can actually earn enough to uh, exist without having to overwork themselves. That's the idea, the ideal of a free society and have leeway and latitude and freedom to choose what kind of thing that they feel they'd like to do, if anything. I can make a case for those separated by Jesus Christ as being the most fully employed of all and the most giving of all. Even if they don't give anything to you personally or to another human being, they've given everything to the world by emulating Christ. Stay away from them. Do not talk to them. You're not worthy of looking at them. So shut up. You think the guy with the placard down there in the corner is funny? Shove it up your ass, bitch. Get lost. Go away. Go bury your daddy. Go bury your mommy. Go be a baby. <laughs> I felt good to say that. <laughs> I know. I get in trouble with the Christians. I, I really, they just, they can't stand... Um, but it's from the heart, folks. I mean, I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to be sensationalistic here or anything. I'm just uh, blowing off a little steam because, I mean, we obviously have parallel worlds. And these worlds, this is not something natural. It is supernatural. The two worlds now are supernatural and have their own properties. And you choose which one to live in. And they will completely separate more and more and more. As time goes on, they will separate until you're just dealing with, you know, you have enough problems in, in one of the worlds without trying to be in both. So here's my extremely positive message today. Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, is, you know, the King of Kings, and we are joint heirs in Christ, which means that I and the Father are one. Okay, that's the, um, I was I'm born with that status, which is the highest status there is. When I became conscious, they asked me to make a choice. I didn't make a choice. I was just automatic default, bing, Jesus. Default Jesus. Default Jesus. No thought needed. It was just default Jesus. I didn't need to think about anything. It was like, yeah, wow. Oh, gosh, Lord. You saved my ass so many times. 
I never gave you the credit. Well, let me give you all the credit now. There's a million things that, you know, in this documentary you'll see with me at the end of a very stressful road getting to that point of doing it. It's a brief, it's, you know, not even a sliver of what you get on the Zeph report, you know what I mean, of all the things, but it's something that will go out into the world. So the have a chance to uh, throw rocks at me, I guess, or hopefully get inspired. But, you know, it, it just all depends. But in, it, it's just so, there's so much more that I could have said. But then again, you know, it was really trying to stick to this idea that the person that wrote, you know, that started the society script, because I have obviously had collaboration and, you know, other people and things got changed and whatever. But I mean, the basic core of it, um, was a you know almost an act of healing by myself, overcoming a, a, a programming that there was no such thing as Satanism, no such thing as uh, you know pedophilia in you know Beverly Hills, no such thing as anything like that. And if I said there was any such thing, wing, bing, right? Uh, you know, back to the to the hospital, back to the closed door, back to the drug, back to. No freedom, back to institutionalization, back to nothing. So I had to say none of that ex ever existed. I was sick. I was psychotic. And, you know, obviously I was hallucinating. And uh, so it's my fault. And nobody <clears throat> tried to get me to kill myself. I just did it on my own. I was able to just conjure, um, you know, a pharmaceutical LSD and, and pharmaceutical phenobarbital right out of the pharmacy in my hot little hand here without even so much as having to just think about it. So I wasn't able to really explain that whole thing about um, being in a coma or, you know, the... Uh, the, the the first uh, incident, which was um, it, it, well, anyway, it was it was what I'm trying to say. It was all it was like a targeted hit, you know, trying to get the target to commit suicide, putting the means there, gaslighting first, then LSD, then phenobarbital. So we don't really go into that too much, you know. It's it's really just, I guess, about the strange process <clears throat> where I mean, the reason that it wound up so bad for all those years was because uh, I we, you know obviously went up against the system and I didn't know it really I was too young I didn't really know it I just knew that it was wrong <laughs> that's all it wasn't my, not my thing and it's like you cannot just opt out you know, and this this uh, fighting them, you know, began in childhood for me. You know, began early, <clears throat> and you know, and it just involved, um, you know, not, not going along with their program or their programming, and uh, their programming, uh, you know, for children used sex and things like that. To, that wasn't the only focus. I mean, there's 
obviously people being brought up in witchcraft and magic, black magic, sorcery, all those things along the way in the occult. And, you know, so you, you know, pretty typical whenever they have their little soirees and their parties and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> yes, where they're underage children and all the other and all the rest of it, there usually ends up being some kind of sacrifice, you know, or some kind of heinous thing. You know what I mean? Everything has to be against the, against what's good. And uh, so I wasn't, you know, really able to get, but we got, you know, we covered a lot. I don't think the people that are actually doing the documentary, I don't think they could handle much more. I put it that way. I mean, not not Larry, my director, but, you know, just, well, I don't think he could take much more either. Actually, I don't think any of them could take much more of it. And it's it's like, but I said the Zephyr Report, the Zephyr Report to the world, the Zephyr Report's invisible. So my entire story is lost in the Zephyr Report, but somehow where there's another producer and other people producing this thing, then then my story gets out through this weird thing of being how a screenplay came to be written, which there's no other documentary in the world that gets at these issues that starts that has to do with, surrounds a screenplay. That's what makes the story appealing to these people because it's tying into a cult classic where there's already a reputation there. And so, you know, it's... It's, you know, so the, my story somehow gets out in some form, some, you know, form or fashion. And, and, you know, in this particular doc, I'll just say, you know, we do go through family members and famous grandfather and, you know, just touching on that to establish the fact that I had come from society. So how the, the script society got to be written because I had come from, you know, to establish that without getting too much into it. It's not not a, really a smear thing, I guess, really so funny because in the on-off relationship with my mother, you know, she had, not only did she have multiple personalities, but everybody in Beverly Hills, let's say at that time, and every, anybody in society knew that. And and it's it's like I've I've gone past this. That, I mean, I can see people now, even though it's you know ten years after her death and everything. I can see people still, you know, getting mad that I would expose it. It's like no, no, you understand. She destroyed people. Maybe she didn't do it on. Maybe it was just other personalities. But those are murderous witches. Then there's God personality. Then there's the witch. Then there's the mother. Then there's the the murderer, you know, and it's like, you just have to understand it. You know, the goal was to take me, my father, and my brother out and then take off with her boyfriend or whatever it was, whatever kind of, th whatever kind of thing she had in her head. <clears throat> and she'd work on these schemes for years and fight you over and poison your food. And you do, I mean, it's, you know, it deserves to be scrutinized at long last. I mean, you know, I can't believe how many people in that society are, are just so clammed up and protective and they don't, they don't, you know, she could destroy all these people's lives and they would just still cover for her. And that is what kills kids. 
who has the 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 who would God rather who, who would God favor, the children or the adults? It'd be the children, and giving them a chance to live, right? Well, you can't have a chance to live if you have parents that are killing you. So, which one is right? You know, it's like oh, these, you know, the family had achieved such great things and a war hero involved and, you know, and all kinds of, you know, amazing stuff. You know, and it had to have you ruin it. It's like, well, no, not ruin it, but uh, a chance for me to be able to breathe and not commit suicide and look at my daughter's suicide and look at the whole thing. Yes, I think that the that's a one, two, three, four, that's almost 100% success rate these you know, this society and these people have. I think it's okay if a child stands up and says, I'm going to breathe now. I think we can have that happen. Unless, you know what? If we can't have that happen, then everyone should be dead. I swear to God. Nobody should breathe again then. If we won't even stand up for one child to be able to live, then we should all be dead, every last one of us. The reason these depraved adults prey upon children is because they can. And, and, you know, and, and they're making it more that way every day. So I think it's probably good timing on this, but, uh, you know, it may be too little too late. It's, I don't think it'll stop the the flood of depravity and evil that's going on right now, but it will be at least uh, people will see that, you know, grooming for sex and different things they do to children at young ages and, you know, and, and, and through puberty and then, of course, turning them into the abusers. The most important thing that no one's ever told you is that all these children who end up surviving become abusers or suicide victims, more the case with me and my daughter. And I'm still fighting off suicidal tendencies. I don't talk about it, but I'm having... Oh, and I said, why are you suicidal? I don't know. I, I, I can't figure it out. I just am. Gee, I'm sorry. What do you want me to do? Take my brain out and shoot it with a shotgun? Would you like that? Hey, then we don't have to worry about it anymore. No. It's going to be with me for a long time. Maybe forever. Not my fault. Simply a consequence, however, of, you know, a fallout from a hypocritical, evil, compromised, shitty society that should never, ever have been in the first place. And when you say society, what do you mean? What do you mean? Well, we mean Washington, D.C. We mean, you know, uh, governments of the world. We mean... um, the educational system of the world. We mean the elite society worldwide that feels like the masses are nothing but trash and children are to be seen and not heard 
and are, are there to be abused and uh, you know and, and used to to whatever pleasure that you feel that you uh, want to exact out of them. And uh, the world needs to move out of your way because you need to go make your money by ripping off uh, the masses who are so mind-controlled with your TV shows, they don't know shit anyway. And that's basically what this has all come down to. I saw an interesting movie last night called The Wave with Justin Long. And it had like a new agey conclusion, like, but it was similar stuff, like, when you don't know anything about how the world works or Satan works or whatever, they call you a baby, right? You're like a baby. You don't know how things work. So well, this guy couldn't figure out how, what was happening, that the universe was moving. And the universe was, you know, the, the God in this thing. So they call it the universe. You know what I mean. But just bear with me for a sec. And, you know, it was exacting karma where karma was due, you know. So they kept calling him, baby, hey, are you, would, you like a, would you like a line, you know, just... You know, would you like some drugs, baby? They kept calling you a bit. They kept having these doppelganger dialogue words. Say, would you like this, baby? Would you like that, baby? Baby, would you like a cigarette? And then finally, when the receptionist goes, you are a baby. Because you don't know how karma works. Right? And so when he started realizing how the universe worked, that there was a universe there, that it wasn't all about him, that he grows up a baby. Well, the very similar thing in, in Christ. We were babies in Christ to begin with, right? And, you know, we have this rudimentary, this basic, you know, belief and faith. But it's not until we understand it's about, it's not about us <clears throat> do we grow up, you know. Do, it's not about us, but about him. That's when we grow up. That's when we go from baby to, you know, adult or whatever. When we realize it's not about him, and we are here to emulate him. So we're not here to really even do what I'm doing today. I'm being quite a baby today. I, I don't mind admitting it. <laughs> but, you know, it's not about me or what I think. You know, and that's why I'm involving the rest of society, kids, you know, the bigger picture, not just me, and giving a bigger overview. Because it's not about me. And I learned that quite a long time ago. But when I was around the Satanists, they'd say, you know, you're just being a baby. And I'd say, no, I'm not joining you. Oh, well, you're a baby then. I said, well, in my world, you're a baby. In your world, I'm a No, I don't know the way the, the whole satanic game works. I don't want to play. Well, then you're a baby. No, you're a baby in my world. I'm a baby in your world. And these parallel worlds, never the twain shall meet. Ever! Thank God! Thank you, Lord! Thank you that it will never, ever connect! I love it! There will never, ever be any connection! It's so lonely! It's so lonely! And I love loneliness now! I love it so much! To know that you will never have the satisfaction of ever, 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 ever controlling and manipulating ultimately a child of the Most High God. There will never be a connection with you people out there that are on the other side that are basically worshiping the mirror image of yourselves. You're not just a baby. You're just, you're not even, you're, you're almost not even born yet. That's how much of a baby you are. You're not even born. 
You're like, you don't even exist. Parallel worlds, honey, and if you can't take it, you just wait another six months. Oh, you're going to be lonely then. It's so lonely, we're 10 million light years away. Remember the Rolling Stones, Satanic Majesty's Request? Yes, they're lonely. They want to come to the table. They want to gorge on the feast of flesh. Because it's warm inside. And I'm like, but dude, outside is the inside. Inside is the outside. Inside it's freezing, outside it's warm. You see how that works? Outside. You can hear him? What's he doing? He's got my uh, He's got, what does he have? Benson, you got to get out of this hall. See, he, this, he, he floods this here. So I have a great deal of satisfaction knowing that the people who hurt you, me, my daughter, and others, any, even each other, you know, but I mean, they don't wake up, right? They don't wake up. Uh, will never, ever, 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 ever have satisfaction. They will suffer more than the victim and the targets that they've chosen to make suffer. And I know that for a fact, because I've already seen that going on. And they suffer like martyrs, like, shouldn't you call me a martyr? Look, I've done everything right. Look, I'm all alone. No, you've done nothing right. You should not be, you know, an expert on the ways of the world, but you should be a child of God. And though two completely separate things, never the twain shall mean, meaning all those you tried to touch, you never touched. All those you tried to manipulate, you never manipulated. All those you tried to harm and kill, you never harmed, nor did you kill them, even if they died. They had nothing to do with you. You were never even seen, because you don't even exist. You are nothing. And any child of the Most High is something. And nothing cannot erase something. Nothing has no impact on anything. So we can just keep playing, keep playing footsie, keep on going. But at the end of the day, you will wish, you will wish, you will beg. You probably beg now that God would just kill you. You know, why not? If there is a God, if there is a God, please save me. That's what I say. But you probably say, if there is a God, please kill me. If Zeph is right, please kill me. I don't want to live. I heard one guy say that to me. Zeph, if you're right about the universe, the way things are, if your theory is correct, I'd rather commit suicide. This was a big God, Jesus freak, who said that. He's a friend of the institutions, though. See, you can't play footsie with the devil. And then be, you know, oh, I'm with you, Jesus. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, 
Let the dead bury the dead. If you're half in and half out with Jesus, you're seen as the dead. Everyone that is not full on in Christ is seen by Jesus as the you know the same as the rich ruler. Go you know let the dead bury the dead. Go bury your father. Take care of your worldly concerns. If that's your whole deal, you know, and then you'll be back to serve in the ministry after that. Better just leave and don't come back. That's Jesus, you know, being, is he being hard-hearted there? Telling the rich young ruler to leave and never come back? Is he being hard-hearted? I think he's, all he, all Jesus is really doing is being, you know, almost like mathematically precise. You know, if, if, you know, if not this, then that. You know, he's being algebraic. <laughs> I mean, you know, A plus B equals C. I mean, he's, you know, definitely um, dividing, you know, the truth from the lie. And in the dividing is almost a scientific endeavor. It's really got nothing to do with opinion. It has nothing to do with what I feel it should be. It has nothing to do with me, actually. It exists for all of us, but is not influenced by us and our proclivities or our opinions, because truth is truth, and it remains steadfast no matter what we say about it, no matter what the news media prints about it, no matter what, you know, you know D.C. politicians or rock stars or anybody else would say about it. It doesn't matter what they think about Satanism. It doesn't matter what they think about, you know, that the whole goal of life is to party and have a Lambo. Doesn't, it doesn't even care that someone would be that stupid. It doesn't even register. It's as if nothing ever happened like that person never existed who would believe or think that way. And I keep getting this this word from the Lord. This is really important. Do, well, because I found a lot of people are violating this one, so I want to say it. In Psalm 37, the Lord says, do not envy the wicked as they prosper in their way. Do you remember? I'm kind of paraphrasing the King James here. Do not envy the wicked as, it, as you perceive that they're prospering in their way. You know, because their their destruction comes at a moment's with and without notice, it comes swiftly and and strongly, and it just boom comes right down on them. So don't envy the wicked, i.e., the worldly. Wicked is just another word for worldly. The worldly are the wicked. The worlders are the you know the tares. The worlders. Um, you know, the materialists uh, only really believe in what they can touch, see, or feel. They don't have any belief outside of anything. They're, they're, they're just basically, uh, you know, um, they figure out how they can live in the world without having to deal with God. And that's what our parents try to teach us. How to live in the world, how to cooperate in the world. I mean, if you're truly, truly in Christ... You are not going to be convenient for anyone. You're not going to be convenient to just like, you know, have friends over and have some, you know, some, uh, uh, you know, some chicken pasta penne with marinara sauce and then 
go talk about the stars at night and have a great time. You know what I mean? It's, or whatever it is, or watch TV, or you know, or hang. You know, hanging is 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 it's it's not like that in the kingdom of God. Hanging is, you know, spontaneous song and praise of the Lord. Absolutely, praising the Lord and praying. Absolutely, but hanging is all about the Lord. It's not about what you think about the stars. And, you know, it's, it, and if it's all about the Lord, then yes, you'll be able to to hang. But if it's if it deviates from that and gets into some kind of personal thing or competition or, you know, lust for things or flesh or whatever, your little trip, your little family, your little group of friends is going off the fucking cliff along with you. And the reason is, is because Jesus will not tolerate sharing the Godhead with, you know, a sports car. It's just not going to happen. Or with, a, you know, a powerful hedge fund company. Or I guess today would be, well, if you could actually get a meal on the table because that's going to be, you know, they're serious about starving people to death, taking away the gasoline and all that. Yes, you have these little babies. Klaus Schwab, is he looks like a big baby now, doesn't he, with a big baby head? He has a big baby head. And he's a baby. If you don't comply, he wants to punish you. Bill Gates is a baby, too. Harari's a baby. They're all babies. You see, if they wanted to be big-time, you know, big, you know, gods and all that, they would have to not be babies. Very interesting how this show is about babies. They are babies because they believe that they can uh, uh, circumvent natural law, natural law placed by God that they could do whatever they want. That makes them a baby. Wah, 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 Klaus. You're just a baby. You need your diapers changed. You stink. And you're a clown, but you're more of a baby than a clown. Along with all your little friends, your little corporate mavens, your little CEOs, and all your people that go to the WEF. Babies, all of you. Because you think it's about you. And about your ideas, about man's desires. It is not about anything that the WF would ever even talk about. A sustainable development. Bullshit. That's got nothing to do with you. That is not your concern. That is not you as stewards. You have no right to tyrannize, to become tyrants because you have family connections or money or whatever it is, over everybody else. That is not your birthright. Lay off. Get your hands off the people now. If anything, you owe them. You owe them reparations. Just for being you, you owe them because you've stolen everything they had for, in taxes, Right? So you need to pay him back, right? That'll never happen. You know, you got rich and they didn't. Because you stole. You stole and you never got caught. Now you make the laws. Anyway, you're at the bottom of the food chain according to God. You have no say whatsoever in anything. The WEF is just basically a little more than romper room. It's like a sandbox where kids throw feces at each other. That's all it is. 
It's a big vie for power. Then you got this other joke, this complete, you know, embarrassment of, of, of humanity, this sad guru guy, good name for him, sad guru. That doesn't mean, you know, sad doesn't mean sad and, you know, in, 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 uh, in, in, in Hindi or in, in uh, you know, Sanskrit. But I mean, you know, he's, he is a member of the WEF. He could be seen at the WEF saying, you know, he's trying to be the guru for the world. He's trying to be the one world religion guy, okay? That's his goal. And they, they, they like him because he's gotten 6.8 million people to follow him. But the problem with him is, and he is ecumenical, he'll accept Jesus and he's got Krishna, he's got, he's got the whole pantheon going. The problem with him is, is he is a crass, like so many of these gurus. They're fake, they're bullshit. And it's like, here we go with another Rajneesh type of guy. And yep, brain dead fucking celebrities. You know, Tom Brady, great athlete, dumb as shit. Follows him. And how many people do you think that's going to influence? You're going to get all these people following this guy, just like the Rajneesh thing, and they're all going to be, you know, falling in line, just as they've been scripted to do, just as everyone's predicted because they're so stupid. It's all predicted that you will fall in line and follow this guy. Even though it's like he's false prophet, false predictions, false everything. False, every, everything is false. His entire life is false. You know, and, and yet that would be the one that would capture the imagination because he's, you know, he's like all these Indian gurus. He's got the long beard and hair. He's got this sort of thing going with the saffron robes. And, you know, the Westerners just can't get enough. So you have all these Hollywood celebrities, all these people, you know, here's the solution. And they're just as Frickin' stupid, 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 stupid. Babies all, stupid babies. And they're just as dumb as they were back in the days of Rajneesh and then before that with the Maharishi. You know, and here we go again. And then before that, we had Vedanta and we had, uh, we had, uh, what was that, Diary of a Yogi or whatever? They're all yogis. Parmahansa Yogananda, you know, the, the Self-Realization Fellowship guy, right? That guy. And Christopher Isherwood and the translation of the Bhagavad Gita. And, you know, Oh, no, I know what I'm talking about. Listen, I've been through this. <laughs> but to see it, like I could have scripted it. Actually, the, the very thing I scripted, what happened? I'd write it down again for next week and that thing I write down would happen exactly. You know, I can't stop this uh, sad guru thing. It's not even my job to, I mean, it's my job to laugh, you know, a little bit, but I can't stop Klaus, you know, Clown Schwab either. Or sad excuse for a guru. I can't, I can't, you know, I, there's nothing I can do about stupid. Stupid. But these people that follow him, they are still connected. You'll like to hear this. They are in the world system. They're babies of the world system. Okay, they've been coddled by the... Tom Brady's been coddled by... How, how did he win all his 
Great awards, he, he blames it all on witchcraft. So he's a perfect match for Sad Guru. They're perfect together. And you'll start seeing them. The Beatles went after the Maharishi, remember? Maharishi, the transcendental meditation guy. Maharishi Mahajogi. And the, the Beatles would be seen with the Maharishi all over the world, remember? Remember, 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 remember. Remember! 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 No, they don't remember! Shit. You don't remember? Fuck. You mean we're doomed to repeat the same echo chamber, the same pathetic, uh, you know, sort of, uh, you know, parroting doppelganger over and over and over and over and over and over. While people are suffering and dying in slavery, don't you feel sorry for them? Not if they don't have any need to change. No, I don't. A lot of people love being slaves. As Aldous Huxley said, they love their servitude. They don't want to hear about waking up. They don't want to take their country back. They don't care if it's all fascist. The whole world is fascist. Yet their little minions point at Trump as being fascist, or I guess Joe Rogan's a fascist now, or you know anybody that that is outside the you know strict, seriously strict conformity rules that mean you go to prison if you don't follow. What we have in the USA today is pure tyranny. We have tyrant Joe Biden, who knows that he's sold out the whole country. He knows that. He knows that his minions go burn down these oil refineries and these food refineries. He knows that. He sends them out to Uvalde to activate a shooter and have him shoot everybody and make all the cops then stand down. He knows that. He knows it. Ahead of time. He watches it on a monitor downstairs. He knows. He knows he's under the thumb of Obama and Susan Rice and, you know, the the globalist group. They think they're going to have this lovely world. Listen, Obama, this is the world that you've got now. No matter what you do, it will only get worse than this. It will never be this functioning utopia. Do you understand, you fool? You will never, ever have a functioning utopia when this is the way you're trying to get it. If you wanted a functioning utopia, you should consult with me. I can tell you how to get it. You must emulate the thing that you want and make it desirable for people to come on in. Not, you know, running around torturing them and trying to punish them. 
That's not going to get your utopia. Do you understand, you clown? Do you understand? You lure the men with temptation. You lure the men with good things. You lure the men with things they need and they want but they couldn't get, but now there's a chance. They could fulfill their life, destiny, and dream. Every one of these people has a dream and a goal and a destiny. Every one of them needs something, but you know what? You keep being you. The Lord will fulfill all those dreams of those people. Because the Lord's fulfilled my dream. My dream is actually to not dream. To not want. Why? Because the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not what? Want. I don't want. The worst thing in the world is wanting and not having. And having no chance of getting it. What was that Chili Peppers song? I love that song. No, not Chili Peppers. It was uh, Mike Patton. Not Mike. What was his name? Mike Patton. The, uh, oh, what was the name of that band? Oh, jeez. Sorry, you guys. That was only in the 90s. Mike Patton. Oh, uh, I love that. They were doing a, an imitation of the Chili Peppers. They were mocking the Chili Peppers back that in that day. They had a mocking kind of thing they would do on stage. Because the Chili Peppers were way more popular. So they were, what was it? It's, it's, in, it's, in, it's in your face, but you can't grab it. Da, da, da. You remember that song? Well, anyway, that they, was, they, they sounded like the Chili Peppers on purpose. It was to make fun of them. And I don't know if that feud ever got resolved. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's some petty, childish, stupid thing that doesn't, isn't even worth writing about. But um, anyways, about just like, like in this world, everything is there. You can't get it. You can't get it. You can't get it. You can't, it's, they're dangling in front of you, and you can't get it. Right? They want you to jump through a hoop. They, you'll, you'll get it. If you do what we say first, do you understand? Or you're a baby. <laughs> yes. Oh, 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 this one's a classic. You know what? I put this podcast up against when I was really exuberant back in the, in the early 2000s. This is, this is maybe some, you know, maybe a new Z coming. I don't know. But the one thing I do have to say about this is, like, if if you think it's about you, then, you know, there's really nothing, you know, that's, well, fine, you know, period, and then we walk on. That's, we just forget you exist. Because you can't exist. You see, if it's about you, and we were to acknowledge that, then we would be saying, you're a god, and so we can't do that. It's not being rude, but we just have to turn away. Goodbye, sad. See you later. And and really, that's you know, <laughs> I saw an interview with Sad Man Guru, and he's like saying, "I'm I'm blissed out all the time. I'm just so blissed out. I don't have time to be upset." <laughs> oh. Oh, uh, that's right. Or you don't give a shit. 
about the suffering in the world is really more like it. Anyway, it's uh, it's amazing to me. It's it's that these clowns come up, you know, every once in a while. You know, every few years we get the same cycle. Send in the clowns, and in they come, one after the other, right? The world's looking for a new trend. They're looking desperately for a leader to follow. Anyway, Obama and his ilk cannot bring in, you know, the great reset of Klaus Schwab because Klaus and company, all Klaus knows is Nazism. He doesn't know any other way. He's got to bludgeon it into, into compliance. Bludgeon, bludgeon, bludgeon. And that is not the way to create a utopia. You want a utopia where everyone's happy to eat bugs and stuff. You make it, you, you, they're the ones that have to beg you to have it, not the other way around. You know, beg you to provide it. And um, with, you know, with a change, well, hopefully they don't hear this message. With a change in tactics, i.e. make it like one big beautiful experience, like like what Meta could, Meta is also given for punishment, you know. It's, it's, you know, when will these people ever learn that it's the reward that brings them in, you see. It's the lure that brings them in. And they're chanting, let us in, let us in. And you know what I mean? Not chasing them and bludgeoning them. That's never going to get a utopia. You'd think that a guy like Bill Gates could understand. No, no, seriously. They need to punish other people because they feel ashamed. Don't you understand? The elites in our society feel ashamed. They want redemption, and they can't find it. And so they want to punish you, but it's not so much punishing you, you know, projecting onto you that you're the shame, but they want to be stopped like any good psychopath. They want the public to stop them. You see how they comply when a few people stand up? All of a sudden things change, all of a sudden like, the jab, did you think the jab would be gone by now? Remember last month when we had our prayer group? We said, wait, wait, we meet next month. How much has changed? How much has changed? The whole world's changed in that last month. It doesn't mean they're not going to get started to go on something again or another war. Another, I mean, that's what they always do. They're going to, of course, that, that's what they do. So they're going to do it again. But I'm just saying everything changed. There were forces beyond their control that shut them down. And that force is God. Only God could have done that. And you know it. Now you got to give him praise when we get to the prayer meeting. We all got to be ready to give God praise for this happening. No man made this happen. This little respite we've enjoyed. This little lack of confidence in the jab now we've enjoyed. There's a little bit of reality that's come through, but it's not enough to stave it off. You got to go at this thing hard every day. And make it, it, it's, it's, it's again, back to the parallel world. The parallel world that we belong in is growing. And we more and more will associate with that. And they will associate with them. At some point, there will be a break of the two civilizations. And they will go with their totalitarian masters, their fascists, and we will go with the Lord, and that will be the end of that. 
All worlders are fascists. All witchcraft is fascist. All wickedness is basically fascist. So, of course, I would expect them, since they're mainly witches and occultists and sorcerers and secret society members and all that, I would consider them all to be fascist. Because that's what they are. In their social lives, they are fascist. You know, they're always talking about, you know, equalizing the rich and the poor and equity and all this stuff. No, they're fascists. They just want to be the rich. They've got everything. And they dole it out to the poor people whom they disdain. Fascists. And that's what you have right now. George Carlin called them the owners. They own everything. It's a big club and you ain't in it. And the Lord is saying, hey, rather than fight them, come to me. So that's where we got to go for our parallel world to the Lord. That's where we have to go for inspiration to proceed with some project or plan. You know, whatever it is. That's who we have to go to, to to help us to decide at the crossroads, which way, left or right, or straight or which way. We can't know these things. The worlders would be glad to tell you. But God's the only one that can be sure-footed. So you don't waste your life, you see, on, on hopelessness. Investing your life in the world is hopelessness because the world atrophies. It, it suffers entropy. And so you, your dreams, your thoughts, your hopes, they all dwindle down to nothing until finally you're just thinking, I just want to go home. I just want to go. I'm, I'm done with this. Well, I think we're all done with it. I think it's just a matter of going with our world, the parallel world, God. And they have their parallel world, which isn't really even a world, but they're going to go with that. And that's going to be your guy. You know, you can see the Klaus Schwab leading it, sad guru doing the ecumenical religion, and Tom Brady touting it as a great thing. Yeah, man. You know, let's get it it going with games and boxing matches and baseball games and football games and you just get it all going and that that go ahead go with all the sturm and drang and noise and angst go ahead but you'll never be fulfilled because it's all just glitter that is not gold it's all just fake it's all programming it's just a program there is nothing there but sorrow and um, you know, resentment and anger and hopelessness and godlessness and, and people who are lost, desperately looking for anything that can give them a direction and finding nothing because Jesus doesn't appeal to them because in their world it is about them. They're not about to give that up and say, you know what, it's not about me. Whether I feel good or bad, whether I'm suicidal or not, whether I'm depressed, 
or elated. It doesn't matter. Whether I feel good, whether my back is out, whether my back is in, whether I have cancer, whether I don't have cancer, it doesn't matter. That is not what the world is about. So we, if we orient ourselves to what it is about, i.e., just imagine at the center of it is Jesus, Yahweh Elohim, the Lord God, the Most High God, Jesus, etc., and that everything... The, the the entire power source and everything, all things spin out of that, are going out and back and out and back, and everything is 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 being moved by that force. In Isaiah forty five, God says, "You know, I am the force of evil. I can bring a force of evil or good, calamity or or safety." And um, you know, but but at the end of the day, you know, those who hearken to me will be will be saved. You know, the, 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 when it gets rough, you stay with the Lord. You don't run away then. When you feel bad in the middle of the night, you feel lonely and upset, and you're stuck with that feeling. You you have to learn to detach from it. You detach from it. That feeling's not me. I'm going to be with the Lord. Lord, please be your comforter. Guess what? He, so far, he's got a perfect record. I asked for the comforter last night. And I took a, uh, you know, a mild sleeping you know, thing. It was a, a supplement called Rocket Rest. And, you know, boy, I was out having a peaceful sleep. I've been fraught with nightmares and all kinds of concerns. But um, I was having a peaceful sleep and, uh, you know, I have energy today. I, I can't resolve my bad feelings about this world. You know, I can't get over. All right, well, call me the baby then. I can't get over what happened. Sorry. If you've been waiting for me to get whole, to be healed, you know, I don't know if it'll ever really be, but I, I cannot even get my mind around what happened anymore. I just think there are other people probably been through similar things and they probably, you know, would love to know that there's a way to hope, and there is. It's called Jesus, not me. Don't follow me. Follow Jesus. But what's Jesus? The dashboard Jesus? Saw one of those in the movie last night, The Wave. Dashboard Jesus in a cab car. A very uh it's a very interesting tale about uh how the universe works and people that don't know how it works are babies. <laughs> people who think it's all about them are babies. People that can't see the bigger picture of the of their of the consequences of their actions are babies.
who don't understand karma are baby. Because I mean, because they can go around like a bull in a china shop, right? Breaking things and doing things, not realizing there are consequences. Same true in, in Christ, and the same is true in Satanism. There are babies in Satanism. There are babies in, you know, you know, universal occultism. There are babies in Christ. But the goal is to grow up beyond being a baby and to, to grow into maturity, to grow into, you know, just the, the way of being able to cope with this world and, and to be able to, um, you know, not just withstand it, but to be able to, to thrive despite all the evil and stuff trying to pull you down. There's only one way I know that that can happen. And that's with a really keen focus on the Lord, you know, just all the time. And, you know, we've, we've learned that, you know, I guess over the years, we've, we've, that's exactly what we've done. And <laughs> still, things can go off the rails. So, I mean, we can just kind of really focus and really pray that if God is leading us into this parallel world, that we go there peacefully and easily and not have everything so hard. When it's hard, it's because we are resisting. We, our egos, our person, are saying, it's about me too. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about us at all. It's about God 100% and, and, and us 100%. If we are in Christ in agreement with God, with the Most High God, in line with God's plan, whatever, then yes, it's about us too, in that capacity, which makes it beautiful. When I'm in and about Christ and the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, where this whole thing is going, when I'm in that zone, you know, I don't think anything can touch me. And, you know, I've had no... That's why I say eventually in the documentary, I say, you know, Nothing really hurt me. You know what I mean? Ultimately, it, it, you know, it, 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 any kind of trauma I have left over, uh, from, from the, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the torture situation, any kind of trauma or whatever that I have, you know, left over from that is not in Christ. In Christ, my soul intact. Not, if your soul's intact, nothing hurt you then. To bring that joy and peace into your spirit, that's why people have their focus on the Lord, because then you can actually have that, that, that peace of that indwelling Holy Spirit here on earth and affect other people and hopefully help to change them so that they get off themselves as gods, and on to following Jesus, because Jesus is the Most High God. So I'm, what I'm hoping for is uh, uh, a realization that we can't get to these parallel worlds you know, or this parallel universe 
without the Lord taking us there. So it's like the rapture, you know, he, he just removes us from this. And I see it, I see it right there in front of us, a little crossroads. We'll talk about that in the prayer group coming up. But when we were in the prayer group last time, we had the yoke of slavery, jabs. I mean, you name it, it was happening. Look where we are right now. We're talking lockdown and, you know, blowing up all the food, starvation. And, you know, and, you know by now it was supposed to be that you, you, you were starving. You couldn't afford anything. You're just, you're going down. The whole economy is done, finished, put a fork in it. And the government's going to have to come feed you soup. At best, you'll just die of malnutrition and be thankful for it. Thank you very much. Yes, you've been ripped off. Yes, you've been lied to. Yes, yes, they owe you. They owe us all. You don't think a company like BlackRock owes you money? They owe you a lot of money. Well, how so? It's, we are our own money. No. No, BlackRock is tied in with the governments of the world, and by the way, they, uh, you know, they have uh, <laughs> plenty of tax exemption. And uh, I'm not saying it's a bad fund to invest in. I'm not saying anything about these funds. I, I, it, they're all part of the world. Uh, I look at uh, crypto. A lot of people got into crypto and now they're very unhappy they got into crypto because they lost their money, right? They lost 80% of their value. Well, the other thing I have to say about that is it's not really lost until you sell it. (laughs) And crypto, I think, you know, Bitcoin will not just take over, you know, Panama and places like that, but will eventually be the currency of South America and North America and probably, you know, Japan. All right. Ah, Trish, I think I just really, I just got so worked up. Oh, it may be good, but please don't use me like that, Lord, please. I know we're still rolling. I, I, you know, I, I wanted to have a nice, peaceful message about this parallel world and about all this progress we made, these, because everyone's been praying. And, you know, hallelujah, Lord, thank you, because you're the only one. Remember, we left off last month with, the Lord's the only one that can actually do something that we all pre-decided that if anything happens positively over the last month, it would have to be the Lord. We decided there would be no other option. There'd be no nothing else to say. Ugh. But I see how it gets frittered away. I see that. Trish, I need help. Uh, uh, sitting upright on this, I, I, my uh, back has slipped out, folks. Uh, you know, it uh, it was going the other day. It's, I I made a. I'm not sure how to do this. Uh, 
Okay, he's now Ben. <laughs> you want another espresso? Uh, okay. Okay. You're getting a candid behind the scenes here, folks. Okay. I'm <laughs> back. Hello. Uh, once again, I went nuts. I'm sorry. Ah, God. God indeed. Well, what do you want, Lord? You want me to tell them about the parallel world. Okay, that's what I just got. There is a parallel world, and it's complicated. It's not, doesn't go by, you know, ones and zeros and stuff like that. So there's a parallel world, and um, <laughs> Benson. What are you eating there? What is that? Well, he won't give it to me. What is that? Oh, that's a plastic bone. Okay. <laughs> okay. He, 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 he puts the bone up next to something he wants to chew on, and then he chews on the bone... And then slowly moves his way over to like the pillow sham or the shoe. Do you understand what I'm saying about naughtiness here? Huh? Because he's smart. He's really smart. I have no idea what kind of dog he is. But he's he's getting huge. No, no biting. Benz. I know I'm, it's rough. I know it's rough. I know it's rough. No biting. No biting. Ben. No, don't bite it, Eli. Oh, God. Don't bite Eli. Eli. Get off him! Oh, no, it's on me again. Okay. Okay. No, Ben. Jeez, man. Puppy, huh? He's already as big as Eli. All right, Ben. Okay, sorry, everybody. But I mean, you know, so he wants me to talk about the parallel world and um, um, that we will build it out. I don't know what it means. I saw this thing about space yesterday, about this big rocket at Cape Canaveral, it's going to go, you know, into space, take us back to the moon, to Mars, and they're going to fly the rocket, I, I guess, this morning, right? Did they launch it? Shoot, I'm... Okay. Well, anyway, that, I, you know, it triggered this idea of these parallel worlds. I thought, yeah, yeah, there's, there's something that's going to be leaving this earth and this prison thing and going out there, wherever it is, going on and expanding beyond all this, that's going to be God, you know, rejuvenation, regeneration, eternal youth, whatever, all these things that Satan acted like he was going to provide man, and he's provided nothing, by the way, and not, not even uh, 
you know, you've seen some of the life extension, like with Henry Kissinger, but look at the guy. Look at what it's done to him. <laughs> I mean, you know, not very good. When I think of rejuvenation, I think of living on and, in, in a, you know, and none of them have the balls to, you know, cut their head off and put it on a hybrid or something like that yet, right? They're not ready for that. So, it, it, but but the Lord has a parallel world. And from what I understand, you just start living in it. You just start living in it. Now, why does the enemy try to get us so bummed out all the time and, you know, suicidal? And Well, when I say I'm suicidal, it means I have suicidal feelings, but I'm not going to commit suicide. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not going to do it, but I the same feelings that led me to that before are still here. You know, like, what's the point? And then I realized that, once again, I've been duped by the negativity of the enemy on the other side trying to get me to go, oh, yeah, it really is. You know, there's no point in really getting out of bed. There's no point in breathing. There's no point in existing. And then, of course, then they win because, you see, as slaves, it's best for you to think that way, but for you to think hopefully, positively, that you're going someplace, that you're moving, that the Lord has a plan, and we're not just in inertia here, that we are moving, 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 and it's exciting, and it's it's everything we always wanted, Right? And it's right there. And yes, you cannot just touch it. You can move into it. Move into your nice, you know, 18-room uh, condo, if you like, or whatever it is. Move in there on that spaceship and take off. So yes, something like that. Something. Very subtle. Very sublime, but still there. And representing distance with every passing day. Every day we get a little further. Well, one thing I've noticed in this regard is things that were impossible before, you know, for whatever reason, that seemed impossible, are possible now. So that was the word for today. Yes, it's not to yell at the worlders. The, the worlders are always going to be the worlders. They're going to go down with a the ship. They're going to die in their sorrow because they just want it to be about them. Again, they're babies. They think they're not babies because they, when they became knowledgeable about the satanic system and about the ins and outs of that, they decided they were emancipated. They never realized that they were still babies in the spiritual realm. I'm sorry, uh, but the spiritual realm is really the only realm. The physical realm is the manifestation of the spiritual realm. Therefore, the place to be a, you know, an an ongoing adult and one that is growing would be to be emancipating in the spiritual realm, which would automatically emancipate you in the physical realm because you realize it's an offshoot of the spiritual realm. One is superior, one is inferior. One is dominant, one is, is, is um, uh, now I won't say ephemeral, but you know, a byproduct of the existence of the other. And with that, I'm going to go, because I love you, I'm praying for you, I'll be back. I, am, I wanted to do all, all lovey-dovey peace and everything, but Sad Guru is beating me to it. He said, all you got to do is bliss out and don't think about any problems, because anyone that looks for meaning in life uh, is obviously unhappy. <laughs> there is no need to look for meaning in life. So the whole point of existence is canceled by your God, Sad Guru, who is a God in his own mind. 
He's canceled your existence because man's existence uh, is predicated on the idea of what is this and what is the meaning of life. And he says, anyone that thinks that way is automatically a loser. So there you go. I can I needn't say any more. He's already hung himself. There's nothing more for me to say. And with that, I bid you shalom. It's another great week. And boy, I'll tell you, by when what is it, Wednesday night we get together? Let's see, what's the date today, the 29th? It'll be like Tuesday night, right? Tuesday night. Okay, so Tuesday night we're gonna get together. In the middle, three in the morning, you know, Wednesday morning, 3 a.m. And we have a lot to talk about. A lot has happened this month. I could not be more pleased with, with that. I, 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 I couldn't be more pleased with the way that my brothers and sisters and I are all getting along, people I work with, people I'm friends with. It seems we're all giving each other a little bit more slack, not being so judgmental. You know, don't you think? Who's this? uh, It's Wednesday night, right? Yeah, Thursday Thursday morning. So Thursday morning, uh, 3 a.m., we're going to get together and and we're going to do an assessment of the last month because we've all been praying up a storm every day. And we need more. If it's not about me, then who is it about? Oh, I'm going to 110%, 150% to the Lord then. Fine, I, I just want to know where I'm supposed to go. There, okay. Hey, Lord, it's about you, I'm all in. Oh, hey, look, it's about me now. It's about me as long as I'm about him. Isn't that funny the way that works? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You got, you got to forgive me for screaming at the beginning of the day. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to hear Kelly's funny song. Okay, here's here's kind of a funny song, and I'll talk to you next time. God bless you. They keep saying this is a hologram. It's a hologram. It's a hologram. You're the imprint of a spirit riding an electrical wave that looks like a human. Get it? Get it? Where can you get it? Outside this biosphere. When the way out is the only way.
but no deal for the unreal. Time will tell in the steadiness and all readiness. Claim is claim only till when TikTok stops like a freight train on a dime. Then truth comes through the chaos and smooths out all the bumps. In other words, take a breath and just wait a moment. Sideways shift Becoming 